This month, we'll probably do between 135 to 140K uh, MRR. That's great. And last year, I know you're going to ask me what we did last year, probably around 100. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Andrew Jacoby. He's an entrepreneur focused on tech-enabled productized services designed to help companies grow sales. He co-founded his current company, Next Sales, in 2018. And after hiring a CEO, currently serves as the chief innovation officer. Andrew, you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready, Nathan. Let's do it. All right. First, give me in your head. What, 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 um, what does a founder have to go through or think to go, you know what? I don't want to be the CEO anymore. Let me replace myself. <laughs> That's a good... When you suck, really. <laughs> um, actually, what it was was that... Um, I'm I'm 49 years old, and as you get older, you gain a little bit of humility, and you start to realize you can't do everything. When I was younger, I thought I could do everything, and I could. And as I got older, I realized I'm good at some things. I'm more of a creative zero to one kind of person. And once I got the thing to a certain level, that it went from ideas to hey man, spreadsheets, HR, finance. I had to tap out and bring somebody else in who can operate at that level better than I could. That's interesting. All. And and what level was that? Like, what, was it a revenue figure you passed right. or got too complex? Yeah, it was a, a team it was size. A, right. It was a, it was a good. Que- it's a good question. We're we're not a we're a we're a tech enabled service, so we obviously use a lot of tech, as does everybody. But we're a human based business. I mean, we rent out human labor essentially. I mean, obviously, there's IP parts of it as well, and IT as well, but. Ultimately, it's people. So when you're scaling with people, it's not as easy as saying, "Hey, Nathan, you want to buy a thousand seats? Here's a thousand logins. Go get them." Man. Yeah. It's so not what like margin that. do you like to make per, per? By the way, I obviously don't like the people model. I like SaaS, but <laughs> right, if you can right, do the people, right. you can do the people model right. efficiently. It's a whole different story. So, like, what margin do you like to make per hour of human time that's on your team? Right. That's it. We don't do it. We don't think of it that way. But to answer your first question, our year one. So we did in twenty. Uh, our first year was twenty nineteen. We did about one hundred and twenty nine thousand. Year okay. two, we did about 450, and it started to get a little bit raggedy around the edges, around that half a million mark. Year three, we we did about a 1.2 million, and yep. that was when I tapped out at the at sort of around that level. So around a little bit over, a little bit north of a million bucks. Um, and luckily, we had an executive coach at that time, and he was uh, a successful entrepreneur in his own right and had built and sold multiple companies, but was doing coaching and consulting on the side. He was getting an itchy trigger finger to get back in the game because consulting, you're not actually in the cockpit. And he was looking for an opportunity. And luckily enough, we, uh, he, he joined and became- Finish that story. So, so 1.2 million in 2021. What do you think you'll do this year? That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, this year, the first thing that he did was, hey, guys, we got to like put on the brakes because we mm-hmm. were basically like, I'm a sales and marketing guy by background. And so all I, I'm a hammer and everything is a nail. More mm-hmm. top of funnel, more leads, more meetings. Let's print meetings, close business. Print meetings, close business. And that's great. It works to grow the company, but you know, it operationally can get messy that way. So mm-hmm. he just said, look, guys, this year, 2022, we've got to slow things down. We've got to clean up the churn problem. We've got to clean up the ops what, problem. Tell me about that. What's the churn right. problem? 
Well, no, right now we have, we don't, we've, he's been in place for six months and we have no more churn problem. We don't, we think of it a different way, Nathan. We think about his net revenue retention. So that's how mm-hmm. we look at the portfolio, uh, the health of the portfolio. But and tell so me how have, bad it was. I mean, I like that metric. Oh, it was but, bad, well, was, right. It was bad. I mean, it was, it's, let's put it this way. It's bad in the first six months of our kind of business because you're stroking a check to me for a, for a while before you're getting an ROI and people freak out. Nobody likes to stroke checks and nobody likes yeah. to do that. They want to like get ROI immediately. Everybody wants to put, we live in a push button world. And what we're doing How big is, is the we're check. Built, well, for us, it's 3,800 a month um, per a okay. thousand contacts works that we consider a seat of SDR service. So essentially what was happening was that, you know, we were, people were coming in in the first six months, there's a high churn rate because they'll freak out. And it's hard to keep them calm. Once you hit the six-month mark, once you hit the nine-month mark, once you start seeing a return, those meetings turning into pipeline, that pipeline turning into business, then all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're fine. You're, the churn goes away, essentially. I mean, it goes, almost goes to nothing, and you start going to expansion. Right now, we have net positive, so we're, you know, we're probably 105%. We'd like to improve oh, nice. that, but you know, our business expands now, and that's all due to the operational um, so I would say just to give you a sense revenue wise, cause I know you're going to ask me cause I know your show, um, this you month, listen, we'll probably, huh? yeah, right. I'm a big fan. Um, awesome, dude. This, yeah, yeah. this month we'll probably do between 135 to 140 K, uh, MRR. That's great. And that's last great. year, I know you're going to ask me what we did last year, probably around a hundred. Yeah. So, so that's good growth. You know, so it's, it's still growing, but as you saw in the first three years, we were growing hundreds of percent. And yeah. I, didn't I love it when I have possible. someone. I love when I have someone who comes on. You can always probably do this interview yourself. Uh, you got my favorite book. Somebody. I got everything, man. I'm good. That's awesome. People <laughs> always go. You're a good person to ask this. People always go, Nathan. I freaking love your show, but like, why would I ever come on? And I and I what I tell them is, well, first <laughs> off, you know, we just passed 20 million downloads, so the, your episode will get 20,000 downloads. There's a lot of investors that listen. There's a lot of potential customers yeah, that listen. So you'll see an influx. But for you, not knowing all that, like, why, why agree to come on? Well, because of, I mean, number one, I, I respect what you're doing. I think it's great. And number two, you're you're a gatekeeper to an audience that we want. We we've we've work on we work with B two B SaaS companies and the yeah. consulting cloud around them. Yeah, and that's yeah. what that's who we're trying to reach. We so tell me more about that. Company. We skipped we skipped over that, right? So that what sure. is the product? What what does what do people pay next sales thirty eight hundred bucks a month to do? We staff up. We we built an we built a sales development as a service engine that we bolt onto companies. So essentially, if you're saying to yourself, "Hey, man, I want to go hire a bunch of SDRs, or I'm going to go hire an SDR to build top of funnel for me," we say, "Go ahead, go do that if you want to do it." When you've gotten beaten up, punched in the face fifteen hundred times trying to do that, then you come to us and we say, "Okay, we have the intellectual property. It's all we've done. We've built the HR engine. It's a tough job to hire for, as you know, Nathan." high churn. You're dealing with young kids and it's not, it's a hard, emotionally difficult job every single day. I started in the business. That's how I know what it's like. Actually, actually, believe it or not, our CEO, I was his SDR in 2008. So it's a full circle. Sorry, Bryce. Wait, so how, so how many like trained SDRs do you have available on your team today? Right now we have 36 SDRs. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. We have 36 SDRs, 53 employees total. Uh, at one point we were, yeah, it's, we've become much more efficient. At one point we were over 105 employees and we've slimmed Jeez, the please. model down. Yeah. How does that, how does that math work? I mean, a team of 53, so if you're doing 1.6 million run rate right now, divided by 53 employees, that only leaves like $31,000 of like revenue to pay, per employee, like to pay them. That's really, really low. Right. 
Well, the, the way we're able to do it, the way that we're able to work the model is we use labor efficiencies by going to, um, well, first of all, we're using heavily using technology. So everything that can be automated is automated. We've built a model that, ha- that handles all the sales ops, all of the list building, everything included. And we found that the best talent that we've been able to find for the spend is in Eastern Europe. And this is after testing everywhere you can imagine. These are the sales pieces. So of the 53, these are, these are the 36 SDRs? Yes. What is going on, podcast crew? I want to let you guys know, I'm recording this just for you. We've got the big event coming up here shortly in about two weeks. Founder 500 in Austin, Texas. We've got over 500 B2B SaaS founders getting together. Over 100 of them have more, over 150 actually have more than a million in revenue. It's maybe the largest gathering of B2B SaaS founders with real revenues anywhere in the world. It's just going to be an amazing group. I don't want you to miss out. Grab your tickets by going, uh, just searching on Google, Founder 500, Founder 500 and you should find the Eventbrite link that way. I'd love to see you guys there. I mean, okay, so let me ask the obvious question. My audience is probably wondering, Nathan, I sell in the US. I don't want an SDR with like a heavy, heavy Polish accent trying to sell to US customers. I don't think that's going to work. Right. Yeah, if that were the case, we wouldn't be in business. So I, so would, have the same, I would have the same... I had the same prejudice in the beginning. And then, but I'm, a, I'm like a scientist. So I don't, you know, I, I, I don't, to me, I'm, I'm do experiments. And I might test that hypothesis and say, okay, well, I've got guys in the States because I've hired in the States. And then I've got guys in Eastern Europe, let's say, or guys and gals. And, and if the results are better over there, even with the accent, um, I, I'm going where the results are. I'm going where I get yeah. the biggest ROI on my money. I don't have, a, I don't have a, an opinion beyond that. I want the best return on my capital. And the, un- the interesting thing also, Nathan, about this is that I could put you on the phone with two SDRs. One would have an accent that's strong and the other one would have an accent that's weaker. And you would be surprised sometimes like that's not the determining factor of success. There's X factors, there's emotional capabilities, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. What we try to do is we try to produce a huge return for our clients. We shoot for at least a 200% ROI. Got it. How many customers are you working with today? Clients, we have about 45 different clients right now at all so you sizes. Basically, so. I was going to say, so for 45 clients, how many, what are you actually, if, if I pay you 3,800 bucks, you're giving my S, you're giving my SDRs a thousand leads or how, what are you actually delivering there? Right. We work a thousand, it's a thousand contacts per month. That's how we, that's how we think of it. What we're doing is we're putting those people into a multi-step multimedia sequence. Not Well, their email, LinkedIn. We have all the tools and they're going out, they're getting like, maybe there might, that, that's not a thousand phone calls. Got, that's got a it. thousand contacts that are being worked through a phone. How does that translate though? So you have 36 SDRs on your team, but working, working leads could be all automated. So at what point does the SDR pick up the phone or do something right. to help work? That's the lead a great in the question system? because it's a great question. In this world, it's all about tech. We have this huge, like, oh, I can just, it's push button top of funnel. I will tell you this today, Nathan. 80 to 90% of the results, meaning the leads that the, the meetings that we book are human being picking up a telephone, speaking to another human being and booking that meeting. So with all the tech, it. and that doesn't mean the tech's not involved. doesn't mean the sequences aren't going. Wait, Andrew, some hold on, hold on. I don't want to, I don't want to lose this, that you're working a thousand leads. Your yep. 36 SDRs are calling, calling these leads for me, B2B SaaS coming that wants help, but I don't want to hire full time right. SDR. I'm paying That's you right. to do this 300 a month. They're working a thousand leads. They're setting up meetings. Is that the pass off point? Your SDRs are setting up meetings on my, someone on my team's calendar. 
That's exactly right. We don't do anything except set the meeting. Our goal is that okay. your S, your AE resources or your, whoever your salespeople are should not be involved unless there is a qualified, interested prospect on the other end of that line. That's how our goal. That's our utopia. There? How many of those were there last month total across all 45 customers? How many meetings did you book? Qualified meetings? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't, I'd have to look. I don't know, man. I well, would okay, say the reason I'm, I don't, I, I would, it's a good, it's a good question. I should, it's a curveball. Don't know. I have to look. The reason I'm asking is what, what do you think a B2B SaaS customer would want if they're paying you to work a thousand? It's a great question. Would they be happy with 20 booked meetings or? It, look, everybody would be happy with infinite book meetings, right? Like, so everybody gets on the phone with me and they're like, all right, well, I want 50 book meetings. Where do you come up with that? What we do is let's be realistic. Let's go outbound and see what's possible in the real world. Let's get a quota and let's try to beat that quota. But let me give you this. I mean, basically the financial algorithm is pretty simple. You're paying me money for X, for sales activities. We are going to try to convert those sales activities into leads. You don't care about leads. You care about meetings. So what is the cost per meeting? Then once we have that established, how many meetings do you need to close a deal? And everybody screws this up as well because they think they close everybody. And yeah, okay, on non-cold traffic, if it's your, you know, your wife's or your your husband's, you know, bridge partner, fine, you might close that deal or whatever, or golf partner, you might close that deal at a high rate. But if it's a cold call lead, somebody on the other end, your call, your close percentage is going to go way down. So let's get a realistic funnel. Let's get a realistic financial algorithm together. And then what that looks like, it's like, let's say you're you're in the game. Let's put it this way. Wait, Andrew, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're just too sure. much. Let me break this down before you keep going. Um, sure. what, at some ACV, it, this model doesn't work because the, the pricing plan is too cheap. What's that 100%. cut off? We say 20, the more the merrier, but in an ideal world, you at least have a 20 grand ACV at minimum. Okay, so all of you listening minimum right minimum. now, right? That, that's that's interesting, right? So if you're selling something for less than 20 grand a year, you have no option to sell anything for more than 20 grand a year. This won't work for you. It also gives you a well, hint to how you break 10 million work. bucks, 20 if, million it bucks. It could work. It could work. It's you know, just it would, it, general... I mean, I can tell you it, it wouldn't because the volume would have to be so high. Right. Uh, exactly. it, it would be very hard to make it work. So I'm just, right. the, re okay. the lesson I want to give to the audience right now, though, is Guys, if you want to build a $10 million SaaS company, you have to have a clear path to an engine that allows you to close 50,000, right. 60,000 a year. That's the financial deals. algorithm. You're buying yeah. sales meetings at X and you've got a, you got you add your close percentage to that and then you have a cost per closed customer. And if that's more than you spent on the sales activities, you're golden. Yep. Yeah, very good. cool. Now, you bootstrap Andrew, we're running run out of time here. You're bootstrapped, right? Sure. Yep, 100%. No, any plans to raise or no? We've had people ask at the moment. No, we're happy to run on our own capital at the moment. Love that. We're not saying that, not not in you know, it might happen in the future, but at the moment, we're happy. We don't see a better return for our own money except in the business. We think that's the best right. return we can get for our capital. And and last question here. Um, it's really hard for me to tell who's good at this and who's not, right? So we've worked with Ready Hire and Alioub, Stephen, who worked with Zoom Info early on. We right. worked with the Full Funnel crew. I get right. outreached by probably ten of these kinds of companies a day, and it's always so difficult for me to cut through the noise and figure out who's good. Who's good besides you? Who's good? how do you measure who's good? Well, I, I would, I would, I you know, we we focus on being the best that we can be. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to try. You have to find a way to give to, to, you have to, what if I were you, I'll put it this way, a better way to answer, ask that question is if I were you, what would I do to determine what company I was going to work with? I would I'd talk to the their customers, right? I'd test, I would talk I'd test to, every right, one of them. Right, right. I would either test if I could, or if not, I would at least talk to their customers and get specific financial information about them. Not financial, like meaning 
how many leads are you getting for them? How many meetings are you getting? That kind of thing. I would want to find out that information if I could. And if not, I would, I would at least want to talk to the customers and say, yeah. look, man, what have you done for them? That's the best you can do. Otherwise, you have to try that. Everyone's going to say they're the best, man. Everybody's yep. Andrew, good that. stuff, man. Let's wrap Thank up here you. with the famous. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Favorite book at the moment would be uh, "Searching for and Maintaining Peace" uh, by Jacques Philippe. Maintaining peace. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I would have to say uh, always Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building next sales? Right now. I love Notion. I'm a huge Notion fan. We don't even use it in the company, but I'm the innovation officer. I think Notion is our future. I love Notion. Great. Tool. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six to eight, man. Okay, that's good. And situation, married, single kids? Divorced, no kids. No kiddos. Okay, and how old are you? I'm 49 years old. 49. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, wish I knew when I was 20. Um, there's no easy way. <laughs> Guys, he started off as an SDR and said, you know what, let me build a system to help people do this better. Launched in 2018, 2019, did 129,000 bucks in revenue, scaled to 1.2 million last year, about 100,000 bucks a month run right now, up to $140,000 a month run rate. Also replaced himself as a CEO because he realized he can't do everything and he loves being creative in the CIO role in said chief innovation officer. They're serving 45 B2B SaaS customers, helping them book meetings right for their AEs so that you don't have to hire full-time SDRs yourself and incur that P&L expense. Interesting model. A lot of people are going this route these days when they want trying to figure out their sales motion. 53 on his team right now, 36 are SDRs ready to help you guys out. Andrew, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it, man.